Hey devs, and welcome back to another episode of the Goobar Podcast, where we talk about building great software and helping others to do the same. As always, I am your host, Nate Ebel, and today we are talking about how to help you be more successful in this year's rounds of year-end review. So here we are in 2024. And the new year is always a great time to reflect on where you've been and where you're going. And it just so happens that those same exercises are incredibly valuable in another beginning of the year season, yearly review cycles. The yearly review cycles within companies might bring up any number of thoughts and emotions for you. Excitement, dread, frustration, resentment, hope, Really, it could bring up any number of of emotions. They're all okay. They're all perfectly reasonable. Depending on your company or your org or your team, and and most of all, depending on your manager, end-of-year reviews might be that time of great frustration and nervousness, or it might be a time of great feedback that helps you for potential growth in the year to come. If you're in a position where reviews are stressful or otherwise non-productive, I really feel for you. I've been in that position and it can be very frustrating. Situations like that are very tricky and probably warrant an entire episode all on their own. For the sake of this discussion today, we're going to assume that we have a generally positive team environment where there is healthy open, and honest discussion between you and your manager. I thought we'd start off the year then, talking about how we can set ourselves up for a successful review cycle. Now, reviews are mostly focused on two things. What you've done in this past year, or maybe more specifically, what impact you've had in the past year, and where you want to go in the next year. Let's start by just chatting through a few of the things that you can do to help look back on the year that was to help prepare you for those conversations that are coming. So one tip that I have found really useful over the years is to block off some time ahead of the year-end review cycle to think back on your year, ideally well before that actual review. So you have time to think about it, put it away for a while, think of new things that come up, and kind of go through that process a couple of times. As you think, write down your accomplishments. Write down what you worked on. Look through your PRs, your closed tickets, your tech proposals, anything and everything that might capture the impact you had. If you already, throughout the year, put together kind of a a wins document of things that you feel like went well, maybe it's that you ran a great meeting, or maybe that it's you shipped a particularly uh, well-done feature. Any of that kind of stuff is fair game, and you should include that as you're preparing for your review. And remember, managers and review committees love to see hard numbers. So if you can capture concrete data about your impact it's worth taking the extra time to capture those values. Now, this could be any number of things. This might be that you sped up your project's build by 10%. 
This could be that you saved the company $10,000 by switching to a different mapping SDK, or really that you increased any key metric by 10%. You can see the pattern there. I did this thing and it had this impact for us, whether that impact is time, money, performance, security, stability, all of those things are really helpful in painting that picture of how you're having a positive impact on your team and project. When it comes time to actually start to write your year-end review, generally we all have to write a self-review. And as you're thinking about writing that self-review, remember that this is a time to brag about yourself. And I know that that can feel very uncomfortable for some people. And I know for some other people, it's perfectly fine. I know I always have a hard time kind of writing uh, this from the perspective of kind of bragging about yourself or just painting yourself in, in that positive light. But I have found it helpful to remember to kind of share your wins, um, share all these numbers that you've put together around, you know, improving build times and things like that. Also, I find it helpful to connect the things that you've done to things like the team goals, the OKRs, your KPIs, those things that your company or your team have already called out as being really important. If you can show how your work connects to those, again, it helps paint that picture of the positive things you're doing. Now, another good useful tip here is to think about working on striking a balance between sharing an accurate view of your year and a, and a comprehensive view of your year with being concise and to the point. You can kind of imagine a spectrum. And on one end of the spectrum, we're sharing every single little detail about every positive thing we've done throughout the year. And on the other end of the spectrum, maybe we only talk about the single most impactful thing. And when we're thinking of writing this review, and more importantly, we when we think of someone reading the review we're writing, usually our manager, we don't want that uh, person reading it to get lost in a wall of words and maybe miss some of the important details of how we impacted the team. And on the other hand, we don't want to have them miss details simply because we don't include them. So again, as we're writing these things, be mindful about the number of things we're including and the level of detail we're including for each thing. Be succinct, but also capture those big wins. So we've talked a bit about some tips for helping you prepare for writing about the year that was. Now, the other half of the review then is generally focused on where you're going within your team, your organization, or your company. Now, it's worth keeping in mind that the finer points of these discussions will depend a lot on your company size, your team size, etc. The growth opportunities within an organization of 10 engineers are likely going to look very different than in an organization with 10,000 engineers, for example. And these discussions will also largely depend on your goals. So it is really helpful, again, kind of before going into this review process, start to think about some of those goals. Where do you want to go in your career? Where would you like to go within your current team or your organization? And you might think through some things like, are you trying to get promoted right now? 
Well, if that's the case, you might want to look at your org's leveling chart if they have one and understand the expectations of the level you're trying to reach. You can use those expectations to frame how you would write your own review. You might highlight the number of people or teams you've impacted. You could highlight your mentorship efforts or how you've improved productivity. Tying your review to these can help paint a clear picture of how or maybe how not you're performing at that next level. It's a great way to help your manager maybe see what you're seeing. And it's also a good way to help level set your own expectations and to help give you a guidepost on how you can kind of grow individually. Now, sometimes your review is not about being promoted. Or maybe it is, but that's not the only thing. Maybe you want to develop a new skill. Maybe you want to move into a position of more leadership. Maybe you even want to make a change from an IC to a manager or vice versa. Again, think about these things ahead of time. You can write your review to demonstrate how you'd think that you would be successful in that new role or how a new skill will make you a more valuable member of the team. Thinking through any of those things and all of those things and painting that picture of how it could be useful to your team or your organization will then help you in having those conversations with your manager after the fact. They'll give you more leverage. They'll make it an easier discussion to have because you've already done the important work of calling out how it will be useful. It makes it a lot harder for a manager to maybe disagree or to simply not see what it is that you're trying to point out. Throughout all of this, the main thread is to be prepared. Before review season even starts, you can start compiling your document of wins for the year. You can start pulling those numbers that reflect the impacts you've had. Have an idea for how you want to grow within your career and how your current role or team or company can help get you there or maybe how they aren't going to help get you there. If you're not sure how you can grow or how you should grow, that's also great to know as well. Maybe you're unsure if you can find the growth you're looking for within your current role. Maybe you're not sure where you need to grow as an engineer or as a manager the most. These doubts are equally valuable to identify ahead of time. It'll give you more time to think about the questions and think about how you want to raise these topics with your manager during your end-of-year review. Ultimately, you want to have an open conversation or maybe multiple conversations with your manager. And you want to be honest with them about yourself, about your strengths and weaknesses. This way you can go into that conversation with a clear idea of what you want to achieve and how you can get there. And during these chats with your manager, be open to feedback. Although I know that's sometimes easier said than done. Remember that the purpose of the year-end review is to help you grow and develop as an employee. And I, I know that's not always the case everywhere. Again, we're kind of assuming a somewhat healthy team dynamic here. And again, maybe one day we'll have an episode dedicated to how to go through reviews when you have a less healthy team dynamic. But in those healthy teams, at least in my experience, I do really think that managers care a lot about the well-being of their employees, especially if you're working uh, very closely together. 
So if you can listen to your manager's feedback, ask for questions for clarification and take notes on the things that stick out to you the most. Even if the feedback is negative, we can try not to take that personally and we can try to instead use it as an opportunity to learn and to improve. Be sure to ask questions for specific examples and actionable steps that you can take to address any areas of concern. It's very fair if someone is going to give you more negative feedback that they could also provide some examples of how you could improve those behaviors in the future. And if you do these things, by demonstrating that willingness to learn and grow, you can build a positive relationship with your manager and with the wider organization and hopefully set yourself up for success in the future in that current organization. And even if that does not go well in the long term, that ability to kind of look inward and to take that feedback and use it to improve ourselves, it will help us for that next role as well. So it is a good thing for us to go into this cycle, both looking for feedback from, let's say, manager and teammates, but also the feedback that we can give ourselves and use that to have a mindset of kind of continual growth and improvement. To wrap things up a little bit here, we talked about a few specific tips to help prepare for these end-of-year review conversations. We recommended to keep a list of your wins throughout the year. Track key metrics for projects that you're involved in. Think about your career goals ahead of conversations with your manager. And reflect honestly on your strengths, weaknesses, wins, impact, and opportunities for improvement. This simple framework can really help be more prepared for reviews. And in my experience, when I feel more prepared going into review season, it's generally an easier and more enjoyable experience. Hopefully that helps you feel a little bit more confident going into your next review cycle. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review, share on social media, and be sure to subscribe for future chats about software development and career. And remember, if you have a question or topic idea, I'd love to hear from you. And you can send those in to podcast at goobar.dev for your question or idea to possibly be featured in a future episode. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to dream, learn, and create, and I will catch you all in the next episode. Until next time, devs. <laughs>